Can I just take a moment and applaud you guys? And uh, not to make it about you, church is about him. And uh, this thing, this life we live of Christianity, it's not about us, it's about him. Um, But the thing is, is as we glorify God with our lives, he always rewards us for it. The Bible does say this, God is a rewarder. Someone say rewarder. He is a, oh, that was weak. Someone say rewarder. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so I want to encourage you guys, and uh, I'm going to make it awkward. Go ahead and just pat yourself on the back real quick. You are here tonight. You chose to come to church, and I applaud that. And so you should be proud of yourselves, all right? Um, uh, Before I start preaching, I need to walk you through something. Uh, Nick, I don't know if you know how to mute the monitors, but they're definitely on, and it's going to be a distraction while I try to preach. So I think it's, you might have to get Noah from across the hall, or maybe Ashley knows how to do it, but I'm very sensitive when it comes to sound. Um, So thank you. Yeah, that's better. It got rid of that ring. Maybe they were muted all along. Maybe it was just me. I don't know. So anyways, um, so like uh, I think Cody said it before we got going, you're in the room, just get everything God has for you. Amen? Yeah, and so uh, we're going to talk about something, and then Nick, also some more business. There's a video that they should have loaded into ProPresenter. I don't know if it's there or not. It has no audio, and we're probably going to play it twice because it's a short video, and I'll let you know when that's coming, all right? So I want to start here. First John, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. <laughs> that's my movie theater preview voice. Yeah, 1 through 7, one man. All right, it says, This is the message that I heard from him. Who is him? That's God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. To announce to you that God is light. Someone say light. Light. And in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, yet we walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So I really like that verse right there where it says, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Tonight, I want to talk to you about living in the light. And uh, sometimes, as Christians, we don't really do a good job of this. One of our responsibilities as the youth pastors here at Cornerstone Word of Life Church is to bring you guys up in the truth of God's word. And what a lot of people don't really minister these days is that to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ, we're going to have to rid our lives of some things. The things that God is not pleased with, we have to get rid of those, and that is our responsibility, amen? And we, and our our job is to live a life that in its best ability to the best of our ability is a true reflection of God. Someone say reflection of God. And I believe that the church has got to get better at this. We have to get better at being a reflection of God. Amen. And when we give our lives to him, and we looked at this when we talked about the series, The List. In the book of Colossians, it talks about when you get born again, you're translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And so my challenge to you guys as disciples is there should be evidence of you being translated from darkness into light. Amen. And we need to be able to declare, as Jesus declared, there is no sin found in me. And so we must work as he sets us free from sin. We must work to live a life that's free of sin. And that's our decision. Amen. And so I want to reflect light. Just as Jesus said in Matthew 5, you are the light. Someone say light. 
You are the light of the world. And so how does that happen? Well, I have to understand that if I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, he has made me light because he is light and I've been made in his likeness and image. So there's no darkness in me and I must reflect light. Now, the way you can tell the difference between someone in darkness and someone in light, it's very simple. Here's the word. It's about behavior. When we're translated into this new kingdom, it's evident to everybody because of our behavior. Someone say behavior. Your behavior serves as evidence that you've been transferred into a new kingdom. And if there's no behavior change, then there's been no heart change. And it's not that we're saved by works, we're saved by faith, but because we receive salvation, there is a change in our life and a change in our behavior. This is what the Bible talks about, that there'll be meat or fruit that comes with your salvation. And so when I got born again, it was very evident to my friends and to my family because something changed. I bowed my knee to the King of Kings, to the creator of the world and the universe. I gave my life to him. And so all of a sudden I stopped living by my way and are started living by his ways. And when you do that, it becomes evident. And so the difference between someone in darkness and somebody in light is their behavior. And I found this awesome video. It's very short. It's like 15 seconds. So we'll watch it a few times so we can really see. And this video is about bees, (laughs) which is interesting and ironic enough. Bees are, you know, bees are weird because we can't survive without them, but yet I kill every single one I see. And so it's like we need them to pollinate plants so that way stuff can grow because we don't have food without bees. We don't live without bees. But when I see a bee, I kill it. (laughs) And so I don't want anything to do with bees. You just go pollinate stuff and live your best life. As long as your life is not a part of my life, then everything's going to be good. But this behavior thing that I'm talking about is really illustrated so wonderfully by these bees. So let's go ahead and watch this video and we'll play it and then we'll We'll play it, and then we'll play it, and then we'll discuss it. It has no audio. All right, so what are we seeing? Play it again from the top. There's a light inside this bee environment. And whenever that light is on, the bees are active, and the bees are flying. And as soon as the light shuts off, all the bees fall to the paper towels that are on the bottom. So we'll watch it again, pay attention to the bees, and what we're talking about is behavior. You can watch the white thing at the bottom and look at all of them fall. And we'll watch it one more time. It's behavior. Ah, pun intended. Well done, Charlie. That's what we should call this message, behavior. All right, so very good. And so thank you so much, Nick, for playing that video. And so this is going to be rhetorical, so you don't have to answer it, but did you notice a change in the bee's behavior when they went from an atmosphere that was full of light to an atmosphere that was full of darkness. Now, it was rhetorical, so you don't have to give an answer, but if everybody in the room was honest, the answer would be yes. We saw a change in behavior. In the light, they were very active, they were flying around, they were doing bee things. And then when the light got cut off, they all fell. Now the ones that were on the light just stuck to the light and stayed there, but the rest of them fell to the bottom of it and they became very dormant. Maybe they were walking around, but their behavior and the change in their behavior was very evident. And that's the way we as Christians live. When when we get rid of this heart of stone that Adam's nature, sin nature gave us from birth and we accept Jesus Christ and that heart of stone is 
was removed from us like the Bible teaches us. And then the Bible says that Adam's nature is gone, which is sin's nature. And now Christ's very own nature has been imparted to his people. When we get rid of the sin nature and we get God's nature, there should be behavior change that demonstrates to the world and everybody else, I have a new nature. And this is where we get the scripture, 2 uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that all things, all the old things, someone say old things. What are the old things? That's Adam's nature. That's sin's nature. That's my old way of thinking, my old way of talking, my old way of living. It says all the old things have been passed away. Now, when you think about passed away, maybe I don't know what you think about, but I think about when I've, I've had to do several funerals as a pastor and people, when someone dies, they always say what? They passed away. So when you think about all the old things being passed away, all the old things, they died. And this is why the Apostle Paul says, I no longer live, but yet Christ lives in me. See, I've been given this new nature. It's the nature of God. And in my old nature, the sin nature that I got from Adam, the, the first child, that sin nature has been removed. And then the second Adam, which is Jesus, his nature. Dude, this is radical. I want you to get this. God's very nature lives in you. Amen. And that's why we can say scriptures like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I'm not living by Robert's nature anymore. I'm living by a nature that's so much better than me. I'm living by a nature that's so much stronger than me. I'm living by the nature of God because Jesus is God. And that nature is on the inside of me. And what happens is, is the Bible says that we're strengthened. We have inner strength in our inner man. And that strength on the inside works its way out of us for the world to see. And so when we're translated into this new kingdom, we're like those bees. We went from darkness to light. And so our behavior changes. Everyone follow Charlie and say, behavior. Behavior. Ah, it's so silly. It's great. All right. So John chapter three. So y'all with me? I said, are y'all with me? This is what God has challenged us to do. And we stepped into this challenge. I want to raise up true disciples of Jesus Christ. Because true disciples are the ones that walk in the promises that are yes and amen. If you want his peace, you got to live as a disciple. If you want his joy, you got to live as a disciple. If you want his blessings, you got to live as a disciple. And this is what scriptures talk about. I'm a rewarder. Who? God. I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. Diligently seek me. John chapter 3, verses 19 through 21. I'm going to read this out of the Barron Study Bible. And it says, and this is the verdict. The light has come into the world, but men, now watch this, but men love the darkness rather than the light. So what does that tell us? We've got a decision we've got to make. We've got to decide. And every individual, your parents can't decide for you, your youth pastor can't decide for you, your boyfriend or girlfriend, your best friend or your worst enemy, they can't. Everybody's got to make a decision. Do I love God who is light or do I love Satan who is darkness? It's the only decision that we can make. Amen. And so he says, uh, but men, and so here he's talking about how men, they chose to love darkness rather than the light. Now, how do we know they chose the darkness? Because their deeds, or you can replace that word deeds with actions, were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come into the light for the fear that their deeds will be exposed. Verse 21. But whoever practices truth, someone say truth. 
So whoever practices truth comes into the light so that they may be so that they may be seen clearly that what he has done has been accomplished in God. And so what he's saying is there's a difference. Those who hate the light practice evil, but those who love the light practice good. Right. And so I want everyone who does what is evil hates the light. I don't want to hate the light. I want to love the light. Why? Because what is the light? He is the light. And I want to love him. Amen. And so my actions demonstrate that I love him and does not come into light because of the fear of the deeds will expose. But whoever practices truth comes into the light. What is truth? Thy word is truth. And so I have to practice this word. I have to live out this word in my life. And when I'm doing that, I'm walking by the light. What is the word of God? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all of your soul, your mind, your heart. Right? These are, these are things, these are principles that we live out. When we live by the word, it shows that we live and we love the light. John 8, 44. You belong to your father. Now, this is, this is strong verbiage. This is Jesus talking. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. Again, what is the truth? Thy word is truth. And so if we want to live out light, then we got to live by what the Bible says. I don't want to be like the world's father, who is the devil, and he doesn't live by the truth. I want to be like my father, who is truth. <laughs> Amen. It says, there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So the devil's actions prove that there's no light in him. He's a liar. He's a murderer. John 10 says that the thief, which is the devil, comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. And so I can tell that he is the God of darkness by what? His actions. And I don't want those actions to be reflected in my life. I want the actions of light. Someone say light. light. I want light to be seen in me. I want to be the light of the world. So what do I got to do? I got to stay close to him. Someone say close to him. How does that happen? John 8, 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows after me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so I want to follow closely to him. This is what we have to decide. Are we going to be a reflection of darkness or a reflection of light? The children of God are supposed to be a reflection of light. Amen? First Thessalonians 5. I've been on this scripture for quite a while. And we're going to close with this scripture. First Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. That is, separate you. A separation process from darkness to light. How's that separation process seen? My actions. You know this Bible right here? <clears throat> the word Bible just means book. And I forget the specific region where the first Bible came from. I think it was called Bibliodia or something. It's just interesting. Back when the Jesus was crucified, and there, it was the main area of the region where all the books were printed and where they all came from. And so this Bible right here is nothing special until that word holy gets put in front of it. Because that holy means set apart. So this isn't just a book, this is a set apart book. It's different than all the other books that you will read. And the reason why it's different is because it's set apart. Amen. There's wisdom and truth and life. There's salvation 
and others I could list on and on and on that's found in this book that's not found in any other book because this book is truth and it's the living word of God. It is a set apart book. It's not like your history book that's just like every other book. It's not like your math book like every other book. It is a set apart book. And so you can look at this book and you can see what your life is supposed to look like. Your life is supposed to be set apart because Christ said, be holy as I am holy. So Jesus said, I've been set apart from this world for I live in the world, but I'm not of the world. And you know what? I've set you apart from the world as well. You are holy. You're set apart. And because you're set apart, because God has chosen you, he's chosen the entire world, but not everybody's responded to that. You have decided to respond to him. And since you responded to him, he has set you apart. Someone say set apart. So what does that mean? Your life should look different from those who have not received that set apartness yet. They live, they're close to their father, which is the devil, and we're praying for them. They want, we want them to come out of darkness into light, but everyone in this room, you've been set apart, so let it be seen. Let it be known. I'm set apart. And so we don't say vulgar things. We don't do vulgar things. We don't, we don't uh, and then right here it says, make you pure. So we live pure lives, whole and undamaged. Now here's the key, consecrated to him, set apart, for his purpose. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete and be found blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want to challenge you tonight. Be consecrated to God in your life. Amen. Let your consecration to God be evidenced through your behavior. Amen. Let it be evident. You're a child of light. Amen. You're in a new kingdom now. The kingdom of light demonstrate the behavior that goes with that kingdom. One last scripture I was reading, I'm reading through the New Testament last night, and the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, I mean, he's just going in on the church of Corinth, but he says this at the end. Uh, he says, uh, avoid people like that, blah, 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 blah. Let me find it. Ah, oh, here it is. This is awesome. I don't have time to read the whole chapter, but verse eight out of chapter five, it says, so let us celebrate the festival, not by eating the old bread of wickedness and evil, but by eating the new bread of purity and truth. Amen. Amen. I made a decision. I'm not gonna eat the old bread anymore. I'm gonna eat the new bread, the bread of Jesus, which is what? Purity and truth. I'm gonna live by this. Amen? Amen? I'm going to live by this, and I'm going to demonstrate through my behavior. What does that mean? I'm not going to yell at people at school. I'm not going to be toxic towards my parents. I'm not going to be ugly. I'm not, there's certain things, and you all know what it is. I'm not going to steal. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cheat. When people are asking me to do worldly things, maybe they're asking me to smoke. Maybe they're asking me to drink. Maybe they want me to look at pornography. I'm going to separate from all of that stuff. I'm going to be light. I'm going to show this world which kingdom I'm a part of. Amen. I'm going to reflect the kingdom I live from through my speech. I'm going to reflect the kingdom I live from through my actions. And I understand as teenagers, that can be difficult. But guess what? I said it earlier. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You can absolutely do this. I'm confident in you. God is confident in you. He chose you before the foundations of the world to be light. You can do this. You can do all things through that new nature that's on the inside of you. Go ahead and just work with the separation process and start showing evidence to the whole world which kingdom you live in. Amen. Amen. If you would, bow your heads and close your eyes real quick. 
I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for every single student in here. I ask that you would just help them. I know this struggle. I, I failed miserably at doing this for a season in my life. And when I was failing to live from this word of God, my life was a mess. And I don't want their life to be a mess. I want them to walk in this good life that is promised through Jesus Christ. But in order to walk that life, we've got to take this faith and this salvation seriously. So I applaud them for being in the room, but Father God, I ask that you would help them work on this separation process. Let us separate from darkness and let us begin to live in this new kingdom, the kingdom of light. Let our behavior reflect the king that we serve. I thank you for helping every single one of them. I, I speak strength to them, to their soul, their mind, their will, and their emotions. I speak strength to them. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name.